Hello and welcome back to Mobius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend Josiah. This is Season 9, Episode 7. Today we are going to be diving into our Proverbs 7 study. I'm so excited for this, you guys. Some of you know we just got done with two uh, side topics uh, with why are abortions happening and abortions. Let's talk about it. That's Season 9, Episode 1 and Season 9, Episode 4. So um, we, I kind of, the Lord wanted me to kind of talk about that, and I think we will address the other things that are listed in Proverbs six that uh, talk about uh, six things that God hates, and then it talks about another one that God uh, really uh, hates with He loathes with a passion. We'll go over those other things that uh, that th- those verses talk about, but um, today, guys, I'm so glad you're here to just seek this wisdom from the Lord, from the Word of God, the thing that we rest on, and uh, receive correction. You know, Second Timothy three sixteen. The word is for correction, reproof, and it it it, it breaks the heart and breaks the. It, it I think I think it says it pierces the heart and breaks the marrow. It's it's it convicts where the heart is really at. Um, and we we have to be so grateful for that because it's God continuing to call us higher, you guys. So we have to find that in every season of our lives. Let's open in prayer, and then I'm going to share the verse of the day today. It's going to be out of Acts 10. God, I thank you for the uncomfortable positions that you put us in. This is how we enter your courts. with thanksgiving Father whoever is listening be with them comfort them lead them in great ways Whatever I'm supposed to pray right now, God, I just pray it. Let your will be done on today's episode. Lead people more into your goodness. just hear him saying he's so fed up with performance it's not it's not that he's calling you to lazy christianity but he's calling you to have a heart change about your works he's looking at our motives proverbs says that we see our ways as pure and good but the Lord looks at our motives. So Father, our motives and everything that we do, you know what they are. Convict them and change them in us. Heal the wounds of our past that make our motives bad, God. God, you know what we need today and I pray that you just give it to us. Speak through me on today's episode.
And I'm so humbled that you've given me this platform to talk about you, God, and how amazing you are in so many different ways. I pray for open hearts, open minds, and that people would lean on your understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. So Proverbs 7, our study is today, guys, and the verse of the day is Acts 10.36. says, You know the message that God has sent to the people of Israel is the good news that peace has come through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Lord of all people. Really interesting verse. Wow, of course, there's context around this, you guys, but um, wow, that's an interesting verse. It's Jesus that brought peace. Um uh, you know, there's so many other verses in like in Ezekiel, in Ezekiel and Proverbs that there are no, there's no peace for the wicked, and we we tend to kind of take that verse into our own definition or wisdom instead of God. What do you, what does that verse really mean? And that's that's what we need to be doing, you guys. So the first thing I want to share today is uh, things with Jaina and I are still going very well. Her and I are continuing to be stretched. I have uh, definitely dealt with a little bit more anxiety about how things are going to work out for the both of us and it's helping me trust the lord more it's helping me fear him even more so please be praying that i just that the lord reveals new things to me you guys we have to be okay with 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 having the wisdom that we have and saying okay some of this might be wrong but there's even more to learn that's that's what god is trying to show us in every season of our lives and jana uh, just, you know, thank you so much, Jaina, for helping me, uh, with this episode. I love it when you help me. I love it when you look over my notes and, uh, you guys just pray for Jaina that she would experience the fear of God in an amazing way, that she would seek fresh insights and, um, that she would learn how to be childlike and just know true intimacy, uh, with God. So Jaina, thank you so much for your help. Let's start this off, you guys. We're going to read verses 1 through 5 to start. And then I have some notes I'm going to share. I'm, I'm, we're only going to get a little bit into the Hebrew today. Uh, I have some other things that we're going to do on the side to talk about uh, the, the verses that uh, we're going to talk about. So, And then I have a little video clip that I'm going to share at the end. Uh, I'm going to do share the recording that I have. But uh, here we go, guys. Verse 1. Wherever you guys are at, if you want to read this in your... You know, if you want to open your Bible or you just want to listen, whatever you want to do, just um, let the Holy Spirit lead you. Verse 1, Dear friend, do what I tell you. Treasure my careful instructions. Do what I say and you'll live well. This is something we have continued to hear in what the message version interprets from the original Hebrew scriptures of listen to what I tell you. Treasure it. Make make brother insight and lady wisdom your your um companions there's lots of we, we've gone over this several times you guys if you've listened to my other proverb studies as we continue to see this where it says do what i tell you follow my instructions do it and you'll live well it continues and says my teaching is as precious as your eyesight guard it sometimes we take so many things for granted you guys i'm so guilty in this and whenever the lord brings it to my attention to convict me I address it with him and I say, okay, make me to be more like Jesus. Help me to be more grateful. In Ephesians, it says the ones that are truly grateful are the ones who are really spirit-filled. I'm not sure where that's at, but I read that in a Francis Chan uh, book. To continue, it says, write it out on the back of your hands. Etch it on the chambers of your heart. Talk to wisdom as to a sister. Treat insight 
as your uh, companion. Now, again, you guys, in other verses in Proverbs, it's it it's it talks about uh, it says talk to wisdom as a sister, treat insight as your companion. It it interprets in other chapters as um, lady wisdom and brother insight. So it's just I like I like how it's kind of mixing it up here. It says they will be with you to fend off the temptress, and the, the word temptress uh, in this verse, the, the letter the letter T is actually capitalized. It says that smooth talking, honey tongued seductress. So based off my notes uh, on that, it is so so cool to me how Solomon says, "Dear friend," as we can read in John's books in First, Second, and Third John, not the one in the Gospels, but if you read First, Second, and Third John later on in the New Testament, he seems to say the same thing. He says, "Beloved," he says, "My dear children," and we can see right here he's saying, "My dear friend." Um, other versions may use other words, but I just thought that it was a cool realization how Solomon's kind of doing the same thing as you can read in for in uh, in John's letters later on in the New Testament. As it continues, it talks about how to stay away from the temptress, which is actually capitalized, like I said, who is smooth talking and has a tongue like honey. This is this is we have to be very very careful. The enemy is clever, but the Lord gives us the wisdom, the power, the authority, everything that we need to stay away from these things, you guys. Um, it says to it says to stay close to wisdom, stay close to it, um, and stay close to teaching, which only comes from God. Keep learning to seek fresh insights, because like we know, First John four. Do not believe everything that you hear. It says many, um, many false teachers have gone out into the world. To go on, it said, I, I also think it's really interesting how it says, etch it on the chambers of your heart. And it's talking, it seems like it's talking about, seems like it's talking about uh, instruction, teaching. It's saying etch it on your heart. Um, we can look in Ezekiel 38 as, as it's recorded that God is talking about the new covenant that he will bring. And it says, I will write my laws on their hearts. Also, according to Church of Jesus uh, Christ and BritAnnika.com, uh, Ezekiel was actually written before Proverbs. So that's really interesting too. I hope this is kind of making sense for you guys. Uh, so just to backtrack, I think it's cool how Solomon said, um, how he says, Dear friend, and how in First John, Second John, and Third John, he says, "Beloved, my dear children." It's just really cool how that kind of interpreted. And then it talks about um, uh, stay away from the smooth talking seductress whose tongue is like honey. It's very clever how the enemy tries to get us caught up in sexual immorality. So uh, to continue, and then he says, "Etch this stuff on your heart." And then it, I kind of connect that with Ezekiel, connected that with Ezekiel 38, where God says, "I will write my law on their hearts," which has come to pass because it's uh, it's it's everything that Jesus brought in the new covenant. Uh, the word etch. This is this is really interesting. Uh, Jana actually, uh, I really believe it was the Holy Spirit speaking through her, um, because she's filled with it, and I love that. Um, the word etch in Hebrew is the word karagma. And the definition is to stamp, a stamp, an impress. It's so interesting right there, you guys. Like, hmm, pressing it on our hearts, stamping it. 
Making it official. That's so interesting to me. To continue, the next verse, which I think is verse 6. This is uh, Solomon now talking about a story, something that he sees. He says, As I stood at the window of my house, looking out through the shutters, watching the mindless crowd stroll by. Again, this is the message version so far. I spotted a young man without any sense arriving at the corner of the street where she lived. Then turning up the path to her house, then turning up to the path of her house. It was dusk, the evening coming on, the darkness thickening into night. Just then a woman met him. She had been lying lying in wait for him, dressed to to seduce him. Brazen and brash she was, restless and roaming, never at home, walking the streets, loitering in the mall, hanging out in at every corner in town. So my, ne- my next point on this is I think it's honestly quite ironic that we just got done talking about the dangers of sexual immorality in my last message. Look at what God does. Uh, I wrote a parentheses note here to continue. It says, I realize this message. Uh, I, I realized that yesterday at about 724 as I prepared this message. I was just reading that verse and I was like, oh my gosh, we literally just talked about this and now we're doing this. Like, okay, Lord, that's ironic. To continue, from this, I can see uh, see where it says, watching the mindless crowd stroll by as Solomon is observing this. This may be talking about the many that are going down the wide path, the path to destruction, which Jesus talks about in Matthew 7, uh, 13. It says the man was seduced into the woman who was waiting for him, and it says that he didn't have any sense The enemy attacks people without any sense. God says in Hosea 4, 6, My people perish for lack of knowledge. To continue, we must remember to uh, to learn how to be sober-minded, to seek fresh insights, not believe everything we, we want to hear or what sounds right. This is how we are going to be deceived and how we have to stand up for sound doctrine. So, um... It's interesting, you guys. It, it looks like what Solomon is interpreting here in this woman that's trying to feed, find people. They're trying to find people that um, are they're they're they're, they're 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 you go to church and you learn new stuff and you watch a sermon and you have a conversation and you learn these things and the principalities in the demonic realm can see if you are taking that with you or if you're not. And if you're not, it's more vulnerable for you to be attacked from the enemy. It really is, you guys. It's so important to seek. Now, what I mean by seek fresh insights is, is you hear someone say something. This is this is. I might be wrong on this, but this is what I really believe. Is a seeking a fresh insight is is here is is not agreeing with it to be true, but it's okay. That's good. I'm gonna take it with me. And lean on God's understanding about this. And what do I mean by that? I'm going to go to him and say, is this true? Is it not, God? And if we don't have that heart posture in our relationship with God, that is a big problem. We're we're right back to religion. We're right back to just learning things. And, oh, look at me. I know all this stuff. And and I know Bible verses. Okay, are you getting on your knees before God? Are you having deep intimacy with him? Are 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 you crying out to him like Jesus did? 
Like it says in Hebrews, Jesus' prayers were heard because of his reverent and fervent cries to the Lord. Look at David. You think, oh, well, I can't be like David. Why not? Why not? God calls everyone to the same standard. God wants intimacy. You can read in Hosea where the, the Israelites are offering their sacrifices and God's like, I don't want that because your heart's not in it. It's not in it. You're just doing it for show, for religious show. There's a few Psalms where David's like, you are, you, you, you are not um, like amazed with a religious performance. And Jesus actually says that uh, early on in Matthew. So to continue, I kind of went on the rant there, but uh, it seems like they, 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 these principalities attack people that are not going to seek fresh insights. And you know what? The more you do seek fresh insights and receive correction, they're probably going to attack you even more because they see you growing. They see that you're humble, that you're willing to want to know what's true, walk in truth, and understand the fear of God in that. Verse 13. She threw her arms around him and kissed him, boldly took his arm and said, I've got all the makings for a feast. Today I made my offerings. My vow, my vows are all paid. So now I've come to find you, hoping to catch sight of your face. And here you are. I've spread fresh, clean sheets on my bed, colorful, imported linens. My bed is uh, a, aromatic with spices and exotic fragrances. She's saying everything. This is this is. It says, my bed is aromatic with spices and exotic fragrances. Come, let's make love all night. Spend the night in ecstatic lovemaking. My husband's not home. He's away on business and he won't be back for a month. Verses 21 through 23, I'm going to be reading in the NLT version. All those other verses I just read was in the message version. We're going to read in the NLT version now. Uh, we're going to, I, I'm going to read it in the NLT to understand these next three verses a little bit easier because the other versions that I looked at them were just a little bit confusing. So verse 21, so she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. Verse 22, he followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughter. He was like a stag, which is a very big deer, caught in a trap. Verse 23, awaiting the arrow that would pierce its heart. He was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. When I think of this path... That many people take and that I continue to take in my sinful days before I came to where I'm at now with Christ. This verse is so true. Whether you see it or not. It is all, it's John 10.10 playing before our eyes again. That the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But that Jesus came to give you life to the fullest. It's about guarding your heart. For those of you who struggle with a high sex drive, I struggle with the same thing. And it is a suffering I have endured for a long time. And I have gotten raw and real about it with God. It took me time to get there. It's something that I used to do. And then I kind of like just kind of forgot about it. And now I'm starting to, uh, the Lord's really wanted me to address it with him again. I am doing that. So the last few verses, you guys, to finish up this chapter, and then we're going to dive into some other stuff. 
So listen to me, my sons, and pay attention to my words. Don't let your hearts... Now, this is not just talking to men. It's talking to women as well. But we have to remember that these verses are contextual. So lots of women, I'm sure. There's been lots of other studies that talk about women struggling with pornography. And it's real. There's women that have a high sex drive. So this could... Don't let it just speak to men. Like, this is speaking to everyone in the body of Christ. Um, and it's calling unbelievers to come to repentance and relationship uh, with Christ. So I might have said that wrong, but anyway. So listen to me and pay attention to my words. Verse 25, don't let your heart stray away towards her. Don't let your heart stray away of everything that, you, that, you, that you've learned to go towards her. Do not wander down her wayward path. For she has been the ruin of many. Many men have been her victims. Verse 27, last verse. Her house is the road to the grave. Her bedroom is the den of death. There are so many things God wants to protect us uh, from in sexual immorality. And we as humans feel we deserve to know why. If there's anything that we deserve, it's to be in hell. But because God is so rich in mercy and delights in showing mercy, Ephesians 2 and Micah 7:18, he poured out his wrath out on Jesus for those who are under his blood. There's a video now that I want to show you that I found last week, and it's going to explain why um, it's going to, it's going to explain why um, sexual immorality is so dangerous. Uh, having sex outside of marriage. So I'm going to pull it up on my computer real quick. Hang on, guys. Let's pause this. Go here. Where are my messages? I'm going to. Hopefully, you guys can hear it. I'm going to turn the gain up so you guys can. Um, you guys can hear it. Hang on. There we go. Okay. Um, here we go. I'm going to turn it up, guys. It might get a little bit loud, so turn down the volume wherever you're at. I just want to really make sure you hear this. This is um, a, a message from uh, Michael Todd. He's a very good pastor. For those of you that have heard other people give him slack, do not lean on your own understanding on that being true. Take it to the Lord and see if it's true. So here we go. Listen to this. Places in Netflix and chill. I want to reload that. Hang on. Here we go, guys. Oh, my gosh. Why does it keep doing that? We can go places in Netflix and chill. We can go places and hook up. What you don't know is that every time you hook up, you are joining to that person physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And it's supposed to be something that's never broken apart. And so that's why when you just hook up with that person and you rip it away, they always take a piece of you. Because it was supposed to be a bond that was only done with one person one time. And so if you're hooking up with them and you rip away, and then you hook up with them and you rip away, you will never be everything God called you to be because people are walking around with pieces of you. When God wanted a man and a woman to be connected, it was because they were supposed to be the one they were connected with for life. And I know society says you only live once, YOLO. No believers, we live twice. And what we do down here matters. So, you guys, um, that's pretty serious. Um, that is a soul tie. Being connected with someone physically, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. 
and you may have other thoughts running through your head. Well, oh, what about this? What about that? Don't ask me. Go ask God. Don't lean on your own understanding. Go to him. It's so like I'm just gonna read I'm just gonna read that Proverbs 3 again. I'm gonna read it out of the message version. It's so clear, you guys. The message version makes it so simple to understand, you guys. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try and figure out everything on your own. Listen to God's voice in everything and everywhere you go. When you're going on YouTube and you're hearing people say, oh, he's a false teacher and he's a false teacher and this and that and this and that. And you go, okay, that must be true because what they said sounds good. Really? No, it says, listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He, it goes on and says, he's the one who will keep you on track. It says, don't try and figure everything out on your own. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be going looking at video. You should guard your heart in what you're watching. And everything you do, say, God, should I watch this video? Should I do that? And if you doubt that he's going to give you that answer, talk to him about that. So, that is the danger right there. Like, everything that Michael said right there. I'm just going to play it again, you guys. Just hang on a sec. I'm going to play it again. places and Netflix and chill. We can go places and hook up. What you don't know is that every time you hook up, you are joining to that person physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And it's supposed to be something that's never broken apart. And so that's why when you just hook up with that person and you rip it away, they always take a piece of you. Because it was supposed to be a bond that was only done with one person one time. And so if you're hooking up with them and you rip away, and then you hook up with them and you rip away, you will never be everything God called you to be because people are walking around with pieces of you. When God wanted a man and a woman to be connected, it was because they were supposed to be the one they were connected with for life. See, that, that, that... That's exactly what it means when it says... They were two and they become one flesh. It's talking, I, I think it's talking about sex. That's what it's talking about, you guys. So, and he goes, he goes on and says, um, he says it's something that's never supposed to be broken apart. It's never supposed to be. That was not, that was not God's design, God's design, God's design. And you might say, oh, well then what does it mean to, you know, like if you, if you, marry someone and then they die and then oh what about that like okay again go and ask god these things i'm not gonna stand here and try and like sound wise and say something that might be true no i've got to watch my words what i say whether whether i got a tiny little blue yeti microphone with my macbook right here or i'm preaching in front of two thousand people what i say matters no matter where i'm at because when you say something to someone, they're going to hear it and take it with them. And even, even if they don't agree with it, the enemy could just use it to get them confused or insecure or, or uh, feeling unsecure. So, where he goes on and says, um, just reading the subtitles here. They always take a piece of you, whether it's your demons, your emotions, it takes everything from you, you guys. And the enemy will, will do his very best to, um, to get you to, um, not believe that because he wants to lead you towards destruction. 
It's just the truth. That is his job. It's he's only to steal, kill, and destroy. The Greek translation for his name, one of the words is the slanderer. That's that's deep, you guys. We hear that in a horror movie, we're like, okay, yeah, whatever. But we hear it in real life, we're like, oh, that's not true. Like, oh my gosh, you guys. We get so, and I'm like, I'm so convicted in this too, but I'm learning how to repent from it. But what it, like, 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 stop resting in what you think is true. That's how you're going to be deceived. That's how, that's how you're going to be deceived. That's how you're going to go after the, the crowd that's going to be, that's going to fall away. They're going to fall into doctrines of devils. I didn't say it, Paul did. And Paul said it because he is having the same heart posture that God has, that he wants none to perish, but that all would come to repentance. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep resuming this. I'm going to play it again. Every time you hook up, you are joining with that person physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Literally. It's supposed to be something that's never broken apart. You might say, well, why do people get divorced? Why do, why, why this? Why that? What? But look, I, I, I don't know. We are in a broken world. And you know what? I, I want to share this one verse I found in Ecclesiastes recently that would probably really, really open my eyes yesterday. I want to try and find it really quick. Um... Trying to find it, guys. It's it's a verse. Okay, it's somewhere in Ecclesiastes. Okay, I, I'm sorry. It, 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 it talks about, it says, um, we can look at what, we can look at the world and Solomon says, well, it's what people, people think it's Solomon. That's what scholars have said. But he says, we never really know what God is really doing. We don't know. So we can look at divorce and go, oh, well, well why, 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 you know, we can have that question of the soul tie and someone getting divorced or the husband or wife passing away. We just don't know you guys and we have to stop. The reason why we feel that we feel like we have to figure everything out is because we want to look cool. We want to look wise. We want to remember all this scripture. It's like, I get that. I, I do. It's a trigger of insecurity. I get it. But we need to surrender that to God and say, this is that that's just what I'm supposed to be like as a Christian. I'm supposed to know truth, seek fresh insights. I'm supposed to live the way a Christian is supposed to live. That's it. That's my only motive. And do it for the glory of God. And not just do it like, oh, you know, just do it for the glory of God. No, no. Have joy in your heart that God has actually called you to do that. This is where the fear of God, the the reverent, the, the, the revering of his name needs to rise up. So I'm going to listen to the rest of the subtitles of this. Um, right away. Yeah, let's 
They always take a piece of you. They always do. Every time, you guys. I'm telling you. I look at all the women that I've messed around with. And I look at what Michael Todd is saying here. And it's true. It, it really is. I'm telling you. And why is it true? Because it's, it's the Holy Spirit speaking through him. He goes, it was only supposed to be a bond that was done with one person, one time. Lord willing, unless you have someone that, you know, passes away. Um, that person, you rip away. You'll never be everything God called you to be because people are... Yeah, you know, that part where he says, you know, you'll never be what God calls you to be. I'm going to take that as a grain of salt. I'll take that to the Lord. Um... You know, sometimes pastors just get on a rant like that and they say some things that, you know, just could not be true. They could be true, they could not be, and we can't lean on our own understanding and say, oh, that doesn't sound right, so it must not be true. Really? Because there's stuff in the Bible that we hear that we're like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, (sighs) so... When God wanted a man and a woman to be connected, it was because they were supposed to be the one they were connected with for life. Society says, you you only live once, believers, we live twice. That's so true. I love that because, you know, we are, it's, 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 it is a, you know, we are continuing, you know, Paul said that he dies daily. So, but we do live twice. Um, Of course, you, you, you might hear that and you go, uh, well, what about this? What about that? You have to understand the context that he's talking about. He's talking about living here and then going to heaven one day. That's what he's talking about. So, um, yeah, you do live twice. You you live now. Um, you know, you're born again. Whatever. So, and then he finishes and he says, "What we do down here matters." And it's so true, you guys. It's so so true. It matters. I'm telling you. I I, I look at the kind of breakthrough that I've been experiencing this week. Uh, when Paul says, "You reap what you sow," it's true. Now, does that mean that the harder you push to fight the good fight of faith that you're going to go through deeper suffering? Yes, but you will reap the benefits and the blessings and the breakthroughs of that suffering continuing to do Galatians 6.9, continuing to do what is good. And if you continue to do that without getting tired or um, or giving up, I think, I think that's what it says, you will reap a harvest of blessing. So I want to read some of my personal notes out of when I did a Proverbs 7 study. Uh, when I, when I, you know, did a pro when I was doing a proverb a day a couple months ago, I just got to find it. Okay. Oh, here's Proverbs six. Oh, that's, no, that's 16. Five, six, here it is. Okay, I actually I actually folded the paper to last night so I would find it. I guess I forgot that I folded it to find where it was. Okay, so verses one through five, I thought really spoke to me. Um, let's go back. Verses one through five, where it says, Dear friend, do what I tell you. Treasure my careful instructions. Do what I say and you'll live well. My teaching is, a, is as precious as your insight. Guard it. Write it on the back of your hands. Etch it on the chambers of your heart. Talk to wisdom like a sister. Treat insight as your companion. They'll be with you to fend off the temptress, that smooth-talking, honey-tongued seductress. Um, you know what? And I, I again, uh, in my when I whenever I read my Bible, I take notes. And the next note that I made was uh, where I talked about 
I wrote down where it talks about etch it. I, I wrote down as well, like it seems like it's talking about Ezekiel 36. So, um, verses 21 through 20. Ooh, this is really good. Verses 21 through 23. Let me read those verses real quick. Uh, so she seduced him with her pretty speech and enticed him with her flattery. He followed her at once like an ox going to a slaughter. He was like a stag, which is a very big deer, caught in a trap, awaiting the arrow that would uh, pierce its heart. Uh, he was like a bird flying into a snare, little knowing it would cost him his life. I wrote down, uh, based on that verse, We fight not against flesh and blood. Uh, these are the dangers of sex outside of marriage. So this is one thing we have to remember, you guys, is when we see someone fall into sin like this, we need to do Galatians 6.1. We need to restore them gently. We need to put them back into the grace of God. We need to... Um, we, we need to we, we need to the message version says keep your critical thoughts to yourself that's what it says that that's what it, I didn't say it I didn't say it but um yeah guys we have to remember that people that are falling into this we're not they're not fighting against themselves they're fighting against the demon and they might not know it and we have to know better because we know it Jesus says there's uh, somewhere in Matthew I think it's Matthew or Luke but he says, if there's something you know and you don't do it, um, that's going to be addressed. But he goes, if you don't know it um, and and you mess up, he goes, that's gonna that that's fine. He goes, I'm we're, I'm gonna look over that. I'm gonna pass by that. That's fine. There's context around that. But um, yeah, the key verses that I got you guys through this chapter was uh, verses six through twenty three. You guys can go read that to yourself. Something I, uh, what I learned when I read this chapter back on the 7th of two months ago was uh, more dangers of sex outside of marriage. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's keeping you uh, safe from danger. And the enemy will do his very best to trick you. He will. I've, I've had those times. I really have, you guys, with my struggle with pornography, sleeping around, uh, even masturbation, seriously. So, and the context, of course, of this chapter seems to be about stay away from uh, these, um, I don't know if you'd call them sex demons, but yeah, it's just stay away from them, you guys. That, that, that's really what it's talking about. At the beginning, it says, it says, guard these good things in your heart, and it goes on and says it's going to keep you from the, um, keep you from these dangers. So... That is my Proverbs 7 for you guys today. I um, hope you enjoyed that. I hope you know, again, that my heart as I say all this is out of love. I just love so much what Michael said in that. I just love it. It was so good. I, you know, I was, I was, I had just gotten done with, I had just gotten done with, Doing last week's message on the dangers of sexual immorality and then I found that video and the Lord said to me share that next week on your podcast and I was like okay I'll do that so kind of ironic how we kind of go on to this uh, sexual keep keep going over the sexual immorality stuff you guys so um, you know there's gonna be moments where we do mess up uh, if I'm gonna confess some sin I, I struggled with some erotic thoughts today and in those moments, I said, Lord, I don't want to have those. And I just pray that you would, you know, uh, I would just, I would confess and you would, you would do your part, God. And, um, yeah, so let's close in prayer. 
but I just feel this... I just feel like I'm in this really uncomfortable spot right now, God. I don't know what it is. If it's someone, if, if there's someone listening to this that feels really just weird or uncomfortable, they don't know what it is, God, give us the wisdom we need. For those that are struggling with comparison, Father, please lead them in the ways that they need to go. I, I do feel like I have a very small word. I, I hear the Lord saying, if you've been contemplating on a relationship, on whether you, you're not sure if you should walk away from it or keep going, I really feel like God is saying, walk away. Guard your heart. And if you're afraid because you feel like they're not going to come to know Christ or they're not going to do this or this isn't going to happen or that isn't going to happen or all these things start running through your head, Lord, I pray that this would just bring them closer to you, closer in intimacy. Bring them back to their knees, God. Give them the wisdom and the grace that they need. I pray for people who need deliverance of demons. Lead people out of darkness, God. Yeah, I just hear him saying that. I hear him saying, I'm leading you out of darkness. I'm leading you out of darkness. Keep following my voice. And if you don't know what his voice sounds like, talk to him about that. Say, Lord, I don't, I don't know. Give me wisdom. Give me discernment. Lord, I pray every bit of wisdom that people are going to hear. Just help them to walk in complete truth. In Jesus' name, amen. So that is my Proverbs 7 study for you guys today. Um, if you have not written me a review on Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate it if you could do that for me. Um, it really touched my heart. Please be honest. If you want a prophetic word, please email me. You can find my email at the top of my podcast in the description of what my podcast is about. If you have any questions, email me. I'm here. I, I, I want to talk to you guys about the kind of questions that run through your head as we, you know, dive into this. You know, this is no matter how, no matter if I am a pastor of a church of 2,000 people or or less. I'm always learning. I'm always, I always have to keep my heart in a position of wanting to keep doing iron, sharpening iron. Um, if you haven't listened to my other proverb studies, please go listen to that. I have a, a sermon that I did a while ago on what are you feeding your heart. Um, I did my, the one, the, the message I did before we got into proverbs was understanding the healing life of a Christian. Uh, that is season. Understanding the healing life of, of where is it? Season seven, episode one. I've done. Uh, I did a. I did a part one and a part two series on understanding a verse in First John one nine. I did uh, understanding how to trust God. That's a part one, part two series. I did a part one, part two series on mental health. 
I talked about understanding end time events. I talked about how to know if you're rooted in Christ, understanding your identity in Christ, understanding trials with long suffering. I am saved slash born again. What now? Uh, finding God's peace, understanding God, looking at your heart. There's so much stuff, guys, so please go check it out. I know I just kind of went on a ramble, but uh, go check it out, seriously. And uh, just go and be with the Lord. Don't let people uh, in your life uh, take over your personal relationship with God. Don't go to people with your answers. Go to God if you feel like you're... You can't hear from him, go and tell him that. Get back on your knees. I'm continuing to do that myself in my secret place. And um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to Proverbs 7 study today on Mobius Ministries. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.